0: Welcome to Multiversal Q, your guide to the comic book Multiverse. Now in podcast form. I'm Luke. And I'm Devin. And this week we're talking about Civil War. Uh wait, what, what what civil war are we talking about, Devin?
1: Well, you see, there's this little movie coming out where Captain America and Tony Stark get mad at each other.
0: And and that's why the Union and uh the Confederate armies end up fighting?
1: Basically. President Lincoln side of Captain America.
0: Wait, but that would mean that Lincoln and Captain America were wrong, but they weren't assholes about it. Basically. So you're saying the South was right? Oh. (laughs) Maybe
1: we should flip-flop that, yeah.
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah. Uh, This week we are going to be covering four issues about... The Civil War (laughs) uh, with everything from the American Civil War to uh, stuff related to the Marvel Comics event Civil War. If you are unfamiliar with Marvel Comics continuity, uh, I will have a few links for you to uh, basically learn about what normally happens in continuity, both for Captain America at the time, because Journey into Misery recently did an episode on that as well as what was going on with what eventually became the guardians of the galaxy, because that was one of journey into misery's first episodes. And I never actually, I have not read annihilation yet. Have you read annihilation Devin? Nope. Yeah. Annihilation is the series that led into the guardians of the galaxy as we understand them now.
1: Cause it, I, personally, I didn't like. I read the first volume of Guardians of the Galaxy, that reboot, and I personally was not a big fan of it.
0: But that was after the Annihilation yes. and Annihilation Conquest. Yes. So.
1: For me, it's more of it's trying to like stick with reading books that have to do with the other books I read, and I don't really read any of the space books.
0: Okay, I can dig it. Okay, well, uh, the first issue that we're going to be covering is called What If Captain America slash What If Captain America Fought in the Civil War? Which was written by Tony Bedard, who is currently the writer on the exiles that we are reading through with pencils by Carmine G. Diamonico, with inks by John Staniski, colors by Laverne Kinzierski, and letters by Dave Lanfear. And this takes place on Earth-717 because we find out about Hector S. who calls himself the Watcher. And what is Hector's power, Devin?
1: He is really good at computer hacking.
0: (laughs) And so he essentially found Wikipedia for another universe. Yeah, I'm not gonna uh, lie. I
1: thought that was, like, super lame.
0: Yeah. It's like, just bring
1: Uatu in here. Like, don't give us this crap.
0: Or bring in a weird trench coat, man. Yeah. I love Weird Trenchcoat Man.
1: Yeah, Weird Trenchcoat Man is interesting.
0: Yeah. But uh, Hector was reading about General America, whose great-grandfather was Captain America during the Civil War. So we get to hear about what happened to Corporal Stephen Rogers in 1863. At the time, he had just joined up with the Jayhawkers, and one of the neat things that Bedard does is he brings in, like, actual historical things into the story. Like, are you familiar with the Jayhawkers, Devin? No. Yeah. Well, the leader of the group of, like, this regiment was Colonel Buck Barnes, and their regiment was called the Redlegs Regiment. And Stephen is really not super sure about the war. Like, he thinks that it's all about freedom for the slaves, and everyone else is like, no, we don't really care about slaves. And Buck is like, nope, nope, it's definitely about freedom. And then they end up reaching Ascala in Jackson County. And the regiment uh, has the mission to basically move the people out. But just like the real Jayhawkers, they're pretty much murdering, pillaging, and literally burning everything down, including the innocent civilians who are in there.
1: Yep. Steve starts and, getting ill from doing this and tries to like, like hide in a barn where he finds a bunch of kids who end up actually stabbing him.
0: With a pitchfork. Yep. And meanwhile, Buck is making sure that he gets his own cut of the loot because really, he's just in all of this for the money. Yep. And he ends up finding Steve. Buck attacks him, and then he gets clawed in the face by an eagle who's been watching over this entire incident. And that ends up saving Stephen and knocking Buck off his horse. Mm-hmm. So Stephen puts the kid on the horse to run away. Buck shoots Stephen because of like the fire that's going on, two escaping horses who have uh, their reins on them end up pulling Stephen away.
1: And then he wakes up in the care of everyone's favorite, Sam Wilson,
0: who is a Black Union soldier at Fort Gibson. Mm -hmm. And he is a member of the real-life Third Indian Home Guard. And, yeah, once again, it's a neat thing that he did the research. And Stephen is basically disillusioned from the war and Wilson is worried because they know that Buck is going to be coming after him. The other people in the third Indian home guard are just ready to turn him over because, you know, they're in the army and they also aren't necessarily going to be treated well if they try and stand up to him. Yep. And it turns out that, uh, Wilson was expecting him because he's a prophesied white man who was brought by who who is an actual Miwok deity. So points once again for having done research. Wilson was told to expect Steven to show up. And as a result, he's got this whole ritual uh, prepared. And they need to have Steven become this superhero because he's going to lead everyone because everyone else is just super, super racist.
1: And because Stephen will unify the people because Stephen doesn't care about the Confederacy or the
0: Union. Because he's disillusioned with both of them. Yep. So during the ritual, Buck ends up bursting into the room and he gets the flesh off of his face, magically melted off. So he becomes... White Skull. (laughs) And he orders his men to attack and Wilson runs out. He's like pretty much instantly shot. And then Steven comes out as a man in sort of a stereotypical native American outfit Mm -hmm. uh, with a magical shield that when he throws it, it turns into an energy Eagle and it hits Buck in the face. And there's some stuff about him here about, uh, him being the representative of the ultimate dream of America because America had no Native people when it started. Everyone moved over to America. And we, Piac, just wants people to be able to live their dreams no matter who they are. And so that's why he is going to help the country. He's going to help everyone pursue their dreams. The papers start calling him Captain America. He helps end the Civil War a year early, saves President Lincoln, which is maybe not necessarily a good thing. Uh, He helped to work. He helped the South rebuild instead of just like letting them get punished punitively, which led to a lot of major social issues. Mm -hmm. He fought the KKK. And because he was like a chosen hero by a Native American God, this made Native Americans less hated, which means that the Indian Wars never happened, which means that the Trail of Tears never happened. And so the entire world is better because of this and then buck ended up taking over the kkk and made it into the white skulls
1: yep which that was where i got like a little confused i thought was like weird
0: well because you read it as like buck was somehow immortal and like was still leading them which is not what i get okay
1: well even just the fact that he was grabbing the kkk because it was just like bucky was purely in it for the money not not really the hate.
0: Yeah, but, you know, magical hate skull.
1: Yep. And
0: exploitation of people.
1: I was going to say I accepted it because they both hate Captain America.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, it was probably the most solid of the stories that we read.
1: Oh, it depends.
0: Well, I thought it was a story that actually had, like, a beginning, middle, and end and like what happened was pretty clear and you could understand or come up with explanations for everything that happened oh
1: yeah yeah if i remember from that same point yeah i don't know it depended I, I really liked one the second story in what if civil war
0: well it's a good thing that we are going to what if civil war now and this was written by a few people uh, the framing story was by Ed Brubaker, with art by Marco Jurjevic, with Joe Caramanga on the letters for all of the stories. The first story, which is Captain America, Led the Heroes vs. Registration, was written by Kevin Graveau, with Gustavo on the art. And inks by Sandu Florea, Victor Olazaba, Scott Koblish, with Guru effects on the coloring. And then the last one is What If Iron Man Lost the Civil War, which is by Christos Gage with Harvey Talabeo on the art, Ed Tadeo on inks, and J. David Ramos on the coloring. And we start off in the 616, where Tony is sad because Captain America is dead. Aww. Why is Captain America dead, Devin, for people who don't want to listen to the Journey into Misery episodes?
1: Well, basically, Cap was wrong about Civil War and his like entire reason for standing against it. And he ends up turning himself in, he gets arrested, and on his way up the courthouse steps for his trial, he is assassinated both by crossbones and a mind-controlled Sharon Carter:
0: Except it wasn't really an assassination. it was a time bullet da 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 time bullet.
1: Which yeah, I always sorry. hate explaining that to people, because everyone's like, that's the dumbest. And it's like, it is. But if you actually read the issue where they explain it all, it's actually pretty good.
0: Yeah, the same thing happened to Batman at the same time. Yes. Actually, was it the same time? Yeah. Like, Batman died at the same time as Captain America, and both of them were sent back in time mm-hmm. by their villains.
1: I mean, I knew he was sent back in time. I didn't realize it was that close together.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Nice. But yeah, as a result, then Bucky becomes Captain America.
0: Yep. And like I said, I'll link to the recent Winter Soldier episode of Journey to Misery. And anyways, as Moby Stark is in the cemetery, our good friend, weepy-looking Trenchcoat Man, last seen in the What If Daredevil special, shows up. This one's for Hank! And we say weird-looking Trenchcoat Man because, once again, he does not have the Watcher's giant head. Nope. And he is another large man in a trench coat and a wide-brimmed hat whose face we can't see.
1: Who really just likes to dick with people at cemeteries.
0: Maybe he's just like a really weird fan fiction writer. And it's like, well, you know, in this universe, you and Captain America came together. And then he started, like, kissing and making out. That would have been a much better universe.
1: Well, that was one of the universes. We'll be covering that next week in uh, Dark Rain FF.
0: Yes. But uh, the first story that he's like, but the first story that Weird Trench coat Man is explaining is the story of Earth 2108, which I call Hashtag Team So in this universe, Tony ends up dying from the Extremis injection, and because he's not there, when the events that lead into the Civil War start out, Captain America is there to basically be like, yeah, no, we really shouldn't have to register And I can't really trust the system and nothing too bad has happened. And the heroes have always been there to protect the world. Unlike the government and Captain America here is pretty much an asshole, but he's the only voice and it ends up working for the time being.
1: I also like how there's only like five members of Congress from what it looks like too.
0: Yeah. It's like a closed section and it doesn't even look like a congressional room. It's like generic courthouse. Yep. And then Stamford uh, happens where our good friends, the new warriors, uh, were fighting a supervillain named Nitro, which blew up killing a large number of people. And Captain America is like called back up to the sand again. And he's like, yeah, Nitro's the guy who blew up, not the teenagers. And also all of you politicians are dumb. And they argue that it's like, well, what if this happens again? and they end up passing the Superhuman Registration Act, and Captain America's like, well, America's dead now. You all suck. Peace out.
1: It's pretty much what happened.
0: Yep. And at the time, Nick Fury was missing because he had led a secret war on Latveria, and then he went off to hide, to pretty much prep for secret invasion. Mm-hmm. And
1: Normally at so this mar- time, that's when Tony Stark gets put into... The head of S.H.I.E.L.D.
0: Yep. And instead, Henry Peter Gyrick, who had been the presidential liaison and who was pretty much the Walter Peck of the Marvel Universe. Which, where is he? Like, I've
1: been, like, wondering that, like, as I was rereading this. it was just like, oh, whatever happened to Gyrick? We haven't seen him for a while.
0: We have not. Because I know he's not uh, dead. I know that much, at least. Yeah. Well, he may still be the presidential liaison for S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh... Like, Gyrick is now put in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D., Maria Hill is the new presidential liaison, and Gyrick most of the time is an asshole, but he has a point. Mm -hmm. And he's put in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D., and not all the heroes necessarily want to help Captain America fight the law because they're not really sure what would come if they win or if they lose. Because
1: basically, it's we become the government. We don't want that Well,
0: who wants to become the government, Devin? I don't want to trust anyone who wants to run for office. Right. Exactly.
1: But stick in the mud, Scott Summers, he is definitely like, nope, I don't want to do it.
0: (laughs) And then Wolverine's just like, well, maybe if you don't want to do it, Summers, maybe someone who's cool and awesome and has a dirt bike does. And then Cable's like, Yeah, Dad. I also am cool, and I have a dirt bike, and I'm not a stick in the mud. You're not the boss of me, Dad. I'll go (laughs) fight this war without you. And Gyric, meanwhile, has built a bunch of Sentinels, and as they're having this big discussion, these Sentinels, who weren't really controlled all that well, end up attacking, killing Spider-Man and Sue, Reed Richards temporarily gets like monkey face.
1: Oh, it's like, (laughs) it's like real bad.
0: Yeah. Uh, this is one where you can, you'll want to check out the image gallery and and now we get to
1: play a game. It's called how many times does daredevil die? Because I believe he actually dies in every single what if story.
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah. (laughs) And then like at the end of an attack, the Sentinel explodes and, uh, so Ben and Falcon are also killed. And Gyrick's like, oh, well. Whoops. That, that was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to go for this whole accountability thing. So having unstop, well, semi- unstoppable, well, semi-unstoppable, having killing machines is not the best idea. And so he's like, you know what we need? We need robot suits. And so he puts Jim Rhodes, who is normally a war machine, as the leader and he's not doing too well without tony there like he's doing better than he does in the other story Mm -hmm. where tony dies but now it's like oh well because we have these people who are piloting the ships they can work on stopping the people instead of killing them and we'll also have less damage and captain america meanwhile has a really shitty iron man suit that he got from i guess tony somehow and reed Richards still has borderline monkey face And he's ready to lead the team that is going to attack the new robot mech suits until Captain America finds out that there's, like, teenagers piloting them. And he's like, this stupid kid doesn't even know what he's doing or how stupid he is. We can't fight them. And also, he's really not sure what's going to happen if they won the war. And so he decides that everyone's going to fight in the shadows like the X-Men do. Oh, man, but
1: there's still the best picture ever, which, holy crap, that picture of Johnny Storm crying. Oh,
0: God. Classic.
1: And then (laughs) Ben looking concerned looking at him.
0: Yeah. And so the villains, uh, because there's no, like, public superheroes anymore, they're just killing everyone. And while the heroes do fight them, it gets confusing. Like, somehow Wolverine ends up fighting Penance.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but as the war is getting worse, Rhodey tries to reach out to Gyrek to make him stop the war. And he's like, no, uh, that is stupid, Rhodey. Sentinels were too dumb and too killtastic. The piloted robots are just too dumb and not killtastic enough. So, you know, what we need Thor clones, Thor clones. And somehow he has produced a bunch of Thor clones Uh, who start cracking down on heroes and villains, but they have no restraint. Rhodes is really unhappy, so he tries to arrange a ceasefire with Captain America. And when they meet up, Gyrick shows up, kills both of them, blames Captain America for killing Rhodes, hides Captain America's body, and then he becomes the president. Well, actually,
1: Gyrick does not kill Rhodes. A mysterious person shoots Rhodey.
0: I thought that was Gyric who killed Rhodes. No.
1: No, it's just brought up later.
0: No, I thought he was just lying to Maria Hill when he became president.
1: No, oh no, I took his Maria Hill shot him. Because, that's... because because that's right when, what's his name? It's when Brody realizes that Maria Hill betrayed him.
0: Ah, uh, okay. Because he goes, just...
1: you you were of Gyrick on this. We were talking about a compromise, a way to resolve registration without any more bloodshed. Do you know what you've done? Yes, I do. Forgive me, Jim. Blam.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. He ends up getting elected president. And then in the 616, Tony's like, well, I guess it's a good thing that I did. And Trenchcoat Man is like, no, you chuckle fuck. Find out what happens in this story. Which is set in Earth 10208, which I call hashtag trust cap. And in this universe, when Iron Man and Captain America meet to talk to try and like come to an accord Captain America has a weapon that is primed to disable Iron Man but here instead of pretty much just talking down to Captain America Iron Man confesses that he actually needs Captain America's help and the honesty stops Captain America from activating the weapon unfortunately on the shield helicarrier they found Captain America's weapon and one of the agents accidentally releases the Thor clone that they have and he is like taking down everyone who's coming at him before he's able to kill Goliath, who normally dies here in Civil War. Iron Man catches the blast. And then before the Thor clone can attack Iron Man again, Captain America saves him from the second attack. And then everyone curb stomps the Thor clone. <laughs> yeah, they really do. <laughs> It's like when they were fighting Galactus, except here it does not make sense because, like, the last Thor clone they said was only, like, a third as strong as the normal Thor.
1: It also not quite even a third, like, a Thor clone. Like, it's a robot.
0: Yeah. In uh, the normal 616, he eventually gets called Ragnarok. Yeah. Ragnarok's a pretty cool guy. He was. He
1: came back in Siege and was pretty had some cool moments.
0: Well, and then he was part of the Dark Avengers. Yeah. The... Thunderbolt spin off, which was fun. Mm-hmm. And the war isn't over though, and Steve still doesn't want to trust someone with all the secrets and everyone's secret identity. So Iron Man is all like, hey, you know, it'd be a great thing. We would all trust you with the secrets. And in case you're going to get like mind controlled or copied or whatever, we could just put in like 300 point defense plans to make sure that that never happens. And we'll also train a bunch of heroes. And Captain America's like, OK, that sounds good. Thank you for bringing this up to me. And then Tony immediately has like a press conference without clearing this with S.H.I.E.L.D. or the President of the United States. And Which I loved. Sort of forced. Yeah, because they're forced into it. And Because
1: the American people think it's the greatest idea ever.
0: Yep. And... So the world is a lot better. Like they're able to stop Red Skull's plan and the Brubaker run. The Young Avengers and the Avengers initiative work. And Tony and Steve are best friends. And just a side note, if you are reading on Marvel Unlimited, the last few pages in this story are out of order.
1: Yeah, I got so confused when I was reading this.
0: Yeah, but pretty much the watcher's like, yeah, suck a dick, Tony. Because of your ego, you got your best friend killed. And Tony's like, "Oh!"
1: At the same time, though, Cap was the one who was the aggressor and did short circuit Tony.
0: Yeah, but only because he couldn't trust Tony because he thought Tony's ego was out of whack. And it was out of whack.
1: It was, but I don't know. I still I still do not completely fault Tony for that.
0: It's a complicated scenario. Yep. The next story that we're covering is called What If Fallen Sun, which was written by Mark Sumerak, with art by Trevor Goring, colors by Elizabeth Brightweiser, and letters by Dave Sharp. And this takes place on Earth 9230.
1: And basically, what we have here is instead of getting assassinated, Captain America actually makes it into the courthouse and has his trial, where he is sentenced to three years in prison.
0: Meanwhile, as Tony Stark is walking out, at the end of the trial, Tom Foster, who is the nephew of Bill Foster, who is the Goliath, shows up. Goliath had been killed in this universe by the Thor clone. Uh, He ends up turning into a giant and squashes Tony Stark, eventually leading to his death. Like, he doesn't die there. He gets put into the hospital. And this but ends up further, di- him. yeah, yeah. But it's not like he turns him into a paste immediately.
1: Yeah.
0: And this ends up further dividing people in the country. And with Stark dead, Stark International is falling apart because now they don't have his mind anymore. Mm-hmm. And this is such a weirdly told story. Like it's more of a, this is what would happen instead of this is a story about what would happen.
1: Yeah.
0: Cause it's like uh, we see a moment at the Avengers Initiative camp at Camp Hammond.
1: Well, we also go through like the different stages of grief.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah it starts with like at, the denial. Yep. Well, and then like at. Yeah, I didn't like take notes that closely on this one.
1: No. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. Each yeah. each like little segment, it has like the, one of the different stages of grief.
0: Yeah, but like most of them aren't really much more than a sentence of can be like summed up in a sentence oh i agree so like uh Gyrick, uh ends up more or less being forced out of his position by roadie at the avengers initiative camp
1: which you know what good for you roadie maybe your <laughs> counterpart in the other universe should have uh, done that more
0: i thought camp hammond was a great idea it was just editorially mandated by events that were going on mm-hmm uh meanwhile luke cage and spider-man have been hiding out in the sanctum sanctorum when the avengers burst in and those avengers who burst in are the team that's registered they get into a fight with the new avengers who were the anti-registration team and luke cage and miss marvel get into this big fight and it ends with all the new avengers getting arrested
1: yep well, this one symbolizes um, anger because we have Carol beating the sh- absolute shit out of Luke Cage because Luke Cage basically says that he wishes he could have been the one to kill Tony Stark.
0: Yep. Uh, meanwhile, Alexander Lucan, who is the CEO of Cronus Corporation, who is secretly the Red Skull, sort of. Which I thought like we'd already known Sk- that he was
1: the Red Skull by this point in time.
0: Uh, we did. But like... Well, like I, I thought said, everyone else
1: knew by that point in time.
0: Oh, no, no. Like this was still when he was in his massive campaign of separating each other and then like buying up all the companies. Because okay. this was before he did the thing where he like ro- drove up all the gas prices to get people to riot. Because when Captain America died, that was when he ended up introducing his own old Captain America.
1: Oh, yeah, it was right yeah. after that. Yeah. But yeah, That was a good uh, run of Captain America, people. Read Ed Brubaker's run.
0: Or listen to the Journey into Misery podcast that sums it up in case you don't have Marvel Unlimited or The Time to Read All That. But he comes in, and he's now the majority shareholder, and he buys out everyone's stocks. Pepper Potts is sad because Tony's dead and also her husbando, Happy Hogan, is dead. Captain America ends up getting sent into the Negative Zone prison. Jarvis, the Avengers butler, who is secretly a scroll, is now like, yeah... The entire earth is screwed when our attack gets here. And as everyone sees Tony's funeral, where his body is going to be sent into space, we are shown a world where now Red Skull owns all the Iron Man armor and technology. The Registration Act has passed, with most of the rebellious heroes being arrested. And the world is pretty much fully infiltrated for the Skrull invasion.
1: Yep, because Tony does not watch over us
0: anymore. And here's the thing. I like the universe. I like the setup. But this was not a story. Like.
1: Yeah. To me, though, it was like a world building, like little exercise.
0: Yeah, but it's like the world building led to nothing. Like, I'd want to read a story where this happens, where it's like, is Red Skull going to like try and team up with the r- scrolls? Is there going to be like a Red Skrull? Uh, what's going to happen? Like, there's a whole bunch of stuff that I want to see what happens. But like none of it is actually going to result in anything. Nope. So it's like the universe is a lot better than the story itself. Yeah. The last story that we're covering is What If Annihilation, also known as What If Annihilation Reached Earth. And this takes place on Earth 14026. It was written by David Hine, with art by Miko Suyan and uh, Raphael Kayanan, with color by Paul Mounts, and letters by VCs Ruls Wouton. And if you want more coverage on this, on like the setup of this, Journey into Misery, once again did an episode on the Guardians of the Galaxy I'll link to. But basically Annihilus, who is a bug man from the Negative Zone, uh, teamed up with Thanos to use uh, this massive army called the Annihilation Wave, which is an army of bug people, to destroy planet after planet because the Negative Zone was shrinking because I guess in that story the Negative Zone and... The Marvel 616 universe have, like, a reaction where one of them grows as the other ones shrink. Annihilus wanted his space back.
1: And normally Drax helps save everything. But this time Drax got greedy and decided to murder Thanos instead of, like, saving his teammates.
0: Yeah, well, in in his... In defense of Drax, he was genetically made to kill Thanos. Yeah. Uh, But we start off with Captain America and Iron Man's forces fighting when they when a scouting ship from the Annihilation Wave crashes on Earth, interrupting the fighting, and Nova flies down, and he's like, uh, wait, why, why are you fighting? Secret identities. You're fighting because of secret identities. This is a universe-leveling threat, and What? Like, he is just so angry that, like, he's dealing with something where multiple galaxies are at risk and here they're arguing about i don't want to be registered and it's like yeah no i i agree with nova
1: i do but it's also like the reason i don't like i don't know for me the space storylines are like such completely separate from everything else
0: yeah because otherwise it's
1: like well we might as well just stop writing like the earth storylines because they're pointless in comparison to hmm. what's happening out elsewhere
0: Though this was also like the big story that brought space back.
1: Yes. No, it is.
0: But like at this point. It was that the, like Kree... the realm of
1: king. the reward war of kings rather.
0: Yeah. And at this point, Nova explains that like the Kree, the scrolls of Nova Corps have pretty much all been wiped out. Nova is the last Nova. So he has like all of the Nova mind inside of him. And he explains how when Drax ended up trying to kill Thanos... Uh, by literally, like, cutting his heart out. Uh, This stopped Thanos, who had been siphoning power from Galactus. And so Galactus ended up exploding, which killed Drax, the Silver Surfer, Thanos, and Galactus himself. So the Earth is now the last contingent to protect the universe against the Annihilation Wave. And as it hits the Earth, like, heroes and villains are working together. Daredevil dies.
1: Once again. No more Daredevil.
0: Mm -hmm. And Nova ends up reaching out to the Inhumans, who at the time were really angry at the Earth over some stuff that was going on with the Terrigen Crystals. And he's basically like, yeah, no. You should work with us and stop being idiots. And so the Inhumans showed up, and within a few days, like, the wave was defeated. And I say wave because there's an even bigger wave that was coming up next.
1: I was a little disappointed with the artwork right here, mostly because they keep saying, oh, uh, they kept typing up how Black Bolt managed to stop the wave with the word. Yeah. I was just like, I really wish you would have put that instead of just like the splash of humans all showing up.
0: Mm-hmm. And luckily, the Watcher so loved the world that he gave the heroes the Terminus device, uh, which would essentially like open up a portal into another universe, sucking everything that was from another dimension into it but it would also, like, destroy everything around it. Including totally uh, Attilan. Yeah, which is the home of the Inhumans, and it's also part of the moon. Yeah. The Inhumans end up reaching out to Annihilus because they're like, yeah, we really don't want to blow up our moon house, especially for these assholes. So if you promise to spare us, we won't kill you. And Annihilus is just like, sure, whatever. Tell us where it is so we can blow it up. And so they set off to where the device... Is supposed to be set. And here the storytelling gets really weird. I'm not sure if it's pages out of order again or not.
1: No, it was a flashback type of thing.
0: I don't think the flashback pays off all that It
1: well. does not. Oh, yeah. Than so we can have like the emotional final splash page at the end, but.
0: But it still doesn't really pay off. No, it didn't. Yeah. Uh, so it turns out that the humans were actually planning on betraying Annihilus. Which, to be fair, Annihilus and...
1: was planning on betraying the Inhuman, so it didn't really matter. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and so the Inhumans are fine helping the humans, but they do need people to guard the device. And Nova, Cap, and Iron Man are like, yeah, we'll do this. So the trap goes off, but the entire moon is basically sucked into another dimension with the Annihilation Wave. And everyone's happy, even though like everyone in the world would die because there's no moon, which highly restricts the tides, which would cause the entire like water on the Earth to heat up a lot more. And the majority of life would die within weeks. Yep. But they don't really go into that. Nope. It's just like, oh, well, we're, we're, we lost the moon, but at least we saved the earth. Yep.
1: Even though they said if we leave it on too long, it was just like, oh, Reed Richards, like it'll affect the gravitational pull of the earth. I'm like, yeah, it's going to be affected anyway.
0: Mm-hmm. You blew up the moon. Yeah. But you know what we didn't blow up, Devin? What? Trials of The Multiverse. And so we have five universes to put on this week. So are you ready for this? Let's do it. Are you hanging on the edge of your seat? So much so. Out of the door where the bullets rip? hmm To the sound of the beat? Yes. Look out. Uh, so up first we have Earth-717, which is the American Civil War Captain America. Uh, I really liked the story. Yeah. So... Uh, Top quarter?
1: i go for top quarter. I liked it a lot.
0: Okay. Better or worse than Berserker Thing? Better than that. Better or worse than Bee's Pool?
1: It's better than Bee's Pool.
0: Better or worse than Ryan Reynolds' movie Deadpool?
1: Um, I don't know. That's a tough call there.
0: Well, right under that is Scroll Gladiators, which also had a Weird Captain America in it's it. It's true. I liked it better than Scroll Gladiators, but uh, I know both of us really enjoyed Ryan Reynolds' movie Deadpool. So yeah. Between those two?
1: Yeah, between those two.
0: So our new number 31 is Earth 717 Civil War, the American Civil War Captain America, not the movie Civil War Captain America. Then we have Earth 2108, which I call hashtag Team Guyrick. And where are you feeling this one, Top quarter? Uh, no for him as president. Yeah. Yeah, Um, I don't know. Uh, well, how do you feel about it compared to uh, Earth, the living planet from that exile story?
1: What is it more than that?
0: Better than when Impossible Man took over the Earth, which was also set in Washington, D.C.? See, no, I don't think, well, no, I don't think so, actually okay uh better or worse than uh hulk becomes better when angry
1: it's better than that
0: better than villain con slash Tanrak squared uh, yeah it's better than that i don't know team gyric had some really bad art
1: it's true it did if we want to take that away from it then yes
0: okay we can well, punish, we uh, can
1: punish it for that
0: I, I am up for punishing it for that heart. Uh, remember, you can visit Multiversal Q to see our image galleries. So our new number 65 is Team Gyrick. Uh And then we have Trust Cap, or hashtag Trust Cap, which is Earth 10208. Where are you feeling this one? Because I know you really liked the uh, fallout effects on yeah, it. Yeah,
1: I like this one a lot. I would go top quarter.
0: You like it more than American Civil War Captain America? Yeah, personally, I do. Okay, is it better than the Mojo Verse? Yeah. Better than Six Arms Spider Man? Yeah. Better than Egyptia? Yes. I'm divided. Like, I think Egyptia was a much better told story. Mm-hmm. So I, I sort of want to run that into. I want to run that in account. Okay. So I'd put it right under gypsy above six arms Spider-Man. But that's still our new number 19. Hashtag trust cap. Then we have Earth 9230, which is no more Tony. And uh, where are you feeling this one? Uh, Like storytelling wise, I didn't like it, but it has a lot of really good ideas.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I, I like this one, too. I liked pretty much all the ones we read today. Mm hmm.
0: OK, uh, so I'm looking for like other universes where the execution didn't necessarily meet with the art itself or like everything else inside of it. So how would you feel about it compared to uh wet if Namor didn't like water?
1: It's better than
0: that. Uh, better than an agent dreamed of.
1: Yes, better than that.
0: Better than Doctor Strange, or an ordinary magician. Better than that. Better than yeah, it's better than what if Death's had lived. Yes. Okay. Better than tricky dick Deadpool.
1: Ooh, I don't
0: know. I I'm. It's not going to be better than Mondo City One, so I nope. think like right under. Yeah, that's good. So our new number twenty six is Earth nine two three zero. No more Tony. And then the last one is you blew up the moon. Earth one four zero two six. Where are you feeling this one?
1: Um, it's a little bit l- lower.
0: Lower than the last one that we put Yeah. Up? Hmm. How do you feel about it compared to Scroll Gladiators?
1: It'd be comparable.
0: Okay. Well, right above that is American Civil War Captain America, which I don't think. It's as good as and right under it is Deadpool as a 70s Italian horror film.
1: Yeah, somewhere I I'd go somewhere around there.
0: Uh, let's put it right under scroll gladiators, because also neither of us have the big connection to the Guardians of the Galaxy or yeah. the Annihilation event. No. So, yeah, uh, that is five new universes, bringing our total to 286. You can see this list at MultiverseAQ.com. And now, Devin, let's get ready to wrap this up. Uh, Q is a weekly podcast. We are on iTunes, Libsyn, Stitcher. We finally got the Stitcher updated. And we have social media on Facebook, Tumblr, uh, MZ, which they sent me a very neat uh, T-shirt. And we now have 10 followers on there. Oh, man. And we are on Twitter at at Multiversal Q. Pretty much, if you go to our website, you can find out all about us. If you enjoy the podcast, please send us an email. We love getting feedback. We love getting invites to come on to other podcasts. And, you know, we generally just love talking.
1: That's very true.
0: Uh, Devin, where can people find you online? You can
1: find me at Fred
0: O'fett, F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. That's on Twitter. And Luke, where can people find you? You can find me online at at Coltrick. That's at K-O-L-T-R-E-G. That is also on the Twitter and uh, other stuff. We do have our Patreon. So if you enjoy the podcast and you want to, like, donate a dollar, we won't tell. Well, no, we will tell people. In fact, we will sing your praises if you donate money. But uh, what do we have coming up next week,
1: Devin? Next week, we're going to have the Dark Reign Fantastic Four miniseries.
0: That's even more Captain America stuff. As well as our Captain America Civil War, the movie, and Free Comic Book Day special. Oh yeah. And then coming up soon is our Everyone Is Legion role-playing game special, followed by our Age of Apocalypse month-long wrap-up. Oh god. Yeah. Hope you survive the experience. This one's for Hank.